Welcome to a Goddess Interrupted podcast, a safe, supportive, and nurturing community where survivor sisters can tell their stories and be heard and have access to helpful resources for your healing. Whether you are far along in your healing journey or just beginning, we are here for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a Goddess Interrupted podcast. I am your host, Christine Sun, certified energy medicine practitioner and holistic nutritionist. And most importantly, I am a survivor. So back in April of 2020, for those of you who are listening in the future, Miss Ellen M. Gregg, intuitive healer, invited me to be on her podcast called Soul Chats. In this podcast, we, as intuitives, want on a journey of dark versus light, protection against the darkness, intuitive entrepreneurship tips, and so much more. And most importantly, a really amazing connection happened. And I knew that Ellen was the person to call to join me for today's discussion. I wanted to have to share with you all what intuitive and divine information we channelers have been receiving. So please let us give a warm and light-filled welcome to Ellen M. Greg, Intuitive Healer. <laughs> well, what an introduction. That is just <laughs> fabulous. And here I am bowing. I've stepped into my spotlight bowing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> so um, before, I, before we jump in in our discussion, I usually like to kind of do a nice cleansing breath and set intention. Are you cool with that? I'm so cool with that. Awesome. Okay, so what we're going to do is just take a deep breath in and out. So deep breath in. And out. And let us ask that whatever is said or covered in this podcast is transformed into light that is healing for all of us. And just because it's you and I and we are who we are, I have made sure to do even more protection and prayer around this conversation <laughs> before we started. And so it is. <laughs> so, you know, one day we're out in the world living life, and the next day we're told to go inside, don't come out. We're made aware of this fearful virus that is supposedly deadly. We are told. We cannot hug each other. We can't be social. We begin to fight with each other about you're wearing a mask. You're not wearing a mask. You're not standing six feet apart. Which political party is the bad guy? We're having race wars, abortion wars, the acceptance and apparent normalization of pedophilia, the acknowledgement of aliens, and even, believe it or not, a Luciferian march. rage, anger, sadness, depression, shaming everyone, fighting. What is going on? What do you think? What isn't going on? (laughs) And what's going on is the energy of this timeline is creating these uprisings. And the uprisings, they are in some ways necessary because humans are not paying attention. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, so that was a little bit of channeling. Um, I noticed. 
But I love it. <laughs> yeah. What's really interesting is as you were creating that list, Christine, I, I saw feminine and I saw masculine. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a, I feel a, a big part of this. You know, we've spoken for how, how long now, decades, about the feminine rising mm-hmm. to come back into balance of the masculine. Right. This is another example of that. It's just that it's a bigger example and it's more global. It, it is, in some ways, you could consider that, yes, the virus is a symptom. Right. As the uprising that is the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. is a symptom. Mm-hmm. And what are they a symptom of? They are a symptom of a broken promise. They are a symptom of there being this disparity. <laughs> yeah, what, what is that discrepancy? I think they were going to say or disparity, disparity mm-hmm. yeah. in between that which is of the masculine, that which is of the feminine. Mm-hmm. You see this too playing out upon the earth. You're seeing this with the the fires in Siberia and the extreme temperatures in Siberia and in Europe. Mm-hmm. You are seeing this with the diminishing of the poles and the rising of the ocean. Mm-hmm. All of this is uh, a part of the same, uh, which is the need for change and the need for people to be more in awareness from their inner heart, Mm -hmm. from their inner voice, their soul, their intuition, their own innate wisdom rather than relying on those who are outside of themselves to tell them what is right, what is wrong. Yes, amen to that. Oh, boy. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, yes, it, I mean, is, is COVID-19 a killer? It is. I mean, we can't, mm-hmm. we're not getting around that. Um, yeah, and yet it has been, to some degree, by some people, mm-hmm. it has been, uh, you might say, misappropriated. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> oh, I have no idea where this is going. Or we're going down this rabbit hole, huh? So, yeah. um, okay. 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 And and so there is beneath the surface of all of this, and we are talking past the obvious political. Right. There is uh, an undercurrent which many people are simply not aware of. And this undercurrent is still of the human variety. 
Mm-hmm. And they have their own plans. They have their own intentions. They have their own greed. Yes. Yeah. In play here. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you touched on that because I, I felt like that's where we were going to end up today. And here you are. Oh, my gosh. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And the thing is, I want to say, too, because I am clairvoyant. And so as that channeling is coming through, I'm seeing visuals. Mm. When they were talking about that undercurrent, it actually looks like an extremely defined um, flow of men. Uh There There may be some women in there. I'm getting a yes on that, but men, and it's encircling the globe. Yes. So so do you think that that this underlying, um, well, these men, do you think that there is something beyond the men? Maybe that these energies are, uh, maybe that they're just powerless to the darkness that, is kind of at the top mm-hmm. of yes because there is beyond that what becomes perhaps even more uncomfortable and there right. is that which you would not wish to see in the dark yes yes yeah and and, and so again here comes you know again the visual and also uh because I'm also extremely clear sentient um, and they're <laughs> allowing me to feel what that energy feels like. And it is not pleasant. It is black and it is slimy and, and it is slimy and sticky simultaneously, which is yes. kind of just gross. Yeah. Um, and there, and there's something very uh, acidic and toxic about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, and uh, it is eating away at the fabric of the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those things that it is, you know, it's one of those things that ha- has come up um, in a different way in conversation with some friends of mine once. And we got so far as the the part about this kind of global I'm like I'm gonna call it a convention for lack of a better word this global convention of I love that you use that word it's perfect it's weird but anyway it does work um of men and some women who are conducting themselves in accordance with something that is not for the highest and best yes what and the thing is what what we didn't dive deeper into and probably because it would have been, it was already like brain overload. (laughs) It would have just been a little bit too over the edge was getting into what was below that. What, what was actually the power source, so to speak behind that. So, um, this is a question that I is just coming to me now. Mm -hmm. So this, this energy that these humans align themselves with, uh, be it for power or for domination or whatever it is, mm-hmm. many people would ask the question, why Why would someone do that? Why would you align yourself with something like that? Is it, is it because you don't believe 
in a higher power that is good? Is it because you believe that you can surpass the the rules somehow this way? Why would someone like this? Yeah, I, I mean, the, I got a yes on the latter part of that question, which is bypassing the rules. And right alongside that, though, I'm seeing um, there. I don't know what 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 do bitcoins look like? I don't know, but they're showing me what they're calling bitcoins, and they're showing me stacks of gold, and they're showing me stacks of money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, it, it to to suppose that so much of this comes down to what could be termed corporate greed um, is really something. Do you believe that these energies, these people that believe that they're going to surpass the rules with all of the, um, I'm going to call them distractions, because mm-hmm. that's what it's right to me, even though they are very real. Yes. They are distractions from the big 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 picture and the big 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 picture is is um to take from us and to to take the light away and i and good luck on that buddy but um (laughs) i wonder these people do they feel like taking our light away and and bringing us down, you know, if, I, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to take as many down with me. Is that what they're doing? Or or is it like, these are my offerings to this darkness that I will give um, so that I can surpass the rules? Um, n- no. In fact, it is more that if the people are staying in their homes, if there is this event which we can promote in some way, it then allows that there can be work done that is not subterranean. Right. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, boy. Man, we are just going in. I am <laughs> the best conversation ever. And I, I will say, I just finished listening to your conversation with Jennifer. Ah. Oh, I couldn't hear you there, honey. You cut out. Oh, Jennifer Longmore, I said. There we go. Perfect. Yeah, and we were, I, I just finished listening to your podcast with her. And um, can you still hear me? I can, yes. Okay, okay good. And she was um, talking all about kind of her own experience and what she wanted to share with everyone. And here we are continuing along that line, but in a different way about something else. Yes. Another piece of the puzzle. Yes, and and you noticed that they did not quite go there in that conversation. Uh, there was a small reference to perhaps what this uh, group of people may be called, and yet beyond that, it did not go deeper because there had been so much ground covered and there was still more to cover. This would have been an entire other conversation and in this way this is what is happening now yeah and we're only at 15 minutes so we have lots of time (laughs) i can only imagine what's going to come up (laughs) 
Thank you for telling me all of that. And thank you to your guides for sharing because I know that they were speaking through me. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I don't know about you, but I'm wondering if you feel the same way I do. Mm-hmm. Um, we are channelers and all sorts of information comes into us. And even Jennifer in, in your podcast touched on it too, that it's kind of a lonely feeling that there's all this information that's coming in. And I, I myself was told by my source to be the healer and not to be the messenger. Mm-hmm. So my way of kind of helping people to come out of this um, depression of light mm-hmm. by them, them is to, to bring the frequency up, raise the vibration, place the light and plug everybody back into that high source rather than kind of broadcasting all over my social media. Don't you get it, everyone? They're, they're trying to kill us or they're trying to, you know, make us all sick and die or whatever it is. I, I'm not going to do that. Um, I don't feel it's to my highest and best to do it. And, and also, like Jennifer said, nobody's going to take that in and receive that warmly and lovingly if you're just yelling at them and shoving your fist down their throat, you've got to, you know, more bees with honey. Right. And, um, that's what I'm doing. Um, Yes. So what are you doing? Very similar and, and paying attention to what my clients need what my email list needs. They're, they're really good at communicating what's going on for them. And I often notice themes and so many people right now, it's, you know, a lot of this, there's a lot of spiritual awakening that's happening as a result of this. And it's really interesting and and kind of heartening actually to suppose that um, the very thing that was intended while some of it has been accomplished there's also this backfiring (laughs) because because with with people actually having more quote-unquote free time more kind of quiet time more introspective time they're Uh actually waking up yes 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 and how cool is that? And, but, and at the same time, that also creates its own level of chaos. <laughs> because yeah. for those who are waking up, it's it's like, what end is up? Who And who am I, by the way? Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> because, because who I was yesterday is, is apparently not who I am today. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, that's part of the process. It is not a comfortable <laughs> process. Waking up is not a comfortable process. Yeah. No, you know, and and, and, yeah. And so for, and for a lot of people, it means really major life shifts. It could mean divorces. It could mean job changes. It could be needing to move house. It, it could be, it could be questioning everything you were taught to believe is true. Yes, yes, yes. And that's why everyone all over social media is like red pill, blue pill, red pill, blue pill. (laughs) And I thought about that too. I'm not American. I'm from Canada. So I'm not up on American politics. But when I, when I saw all of this red pill, blue pill, red pill, blue pill referring to the matrix, 
Yes. I thought to myself, well, what if this was some kind of, you know, um, other way for them to sneak in, you know, the red party versus the blue party? And what does that mean, red versus blue? Oh, that's really it interesting because I, I that had actually not even occurred to me christine um and act and it's really interesting what i will say which I, which is heartening to me is that it, apparently at this point it really isn't being hijacked at least not on a not on a bigger level so Ooh. people are really uh, they're honing in on its meaning uh, as you know in accordance with the matrix right which is good right Yes, that's that's optimal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so the thing is what I, I noticed, too, from coming up for me is that I, I'm being called, called to do even more to um, step out even more, very much outside of whatever comfort zone still exists for me. Um into to those things that are actually going to increase the light and and equally as important mm. increase the feminine vibration mm-hmm. yeah so when you say feminine vibration are you talking about a, a specific feminine vibration oh, or the, the divine the divine feminine for sure mm-hmm. um it's just the the way in which it's done and the way in which it is it will be done mm-hmm. is uh to further empower mm-hmm. those who are healers such as ourselves mm-hmm. um and ener- energy workers intuitives anyone who any woman or any any person who identifies as a woman Yes, that can uh, that are on a path of uh, raising that vibration, and mm-hmm. so what I have in the works will support them to do even more of that and be empowered to take it to the next level. Yeah. Wow. So is this like I I went on your website and I saw you have is it like a light. A meeting of light or something like that but well, you have call to light is one thing that i do i've been doing that actually since since the pandemic started and and like the whole world went into lockdown it, yeah. it was that was it was a complete download and it was like an instantaneous this is what has to happen and yeah. so i started doing it and it's become a weekly thing that i do the um what i what i am working on in the background that will be oh my gosh I, I i don't i don't even want to look at the calendar because i'm afraid of what my guides are going to show me <laughs> but um but what i'm working on is something that will be uh even more targeted specifically to those who do work as we do similar Ooh. to what we do mm-hmm. uh to really again to empower encourage raise up and and um yes uh, really raise the light raise the feminine and yeah, yeah. i love it okay <laughs> what what also is coming to me as you just said that um and jennifer touched on it too in your your amazing episode was that um even as healers or 
people in the world of woo, mm-hmm. we encounter other people that we think are like us. Mm-hmm. But then when you hear them talk, it well, for me and other people that I, I talk to as well, they're like, I don't understand why this person doesn't see what's really happening. Why don't they see the truth? I thought they were a new age person. I thought they were a healer. I thought they were a nutritionist. I thought they were a naturopath, whatever. But but yet we're differing on this and they're making it about politics and they're making it about race and they're making it about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. And they're making it about all of these very minor, they're not minor, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm things when they're not looking at the big picture why don't they get it why aren't they and they're they're frustrated like maybe they're just not connected so uh and uh what we notice here is uh, we're going to use ellen as an example Mm -hmm. because she felt very called to speak up about uh, her own choice to wear a mask when out in public She right. also she also was very much involved in uh, amplifying the melanated voice in yeah. in being more aware of what was happening and this this is well and this is what was seen mm-hmm. what was unseen mm-hmm. was the heart searching which was happening which was the insights which were beginning to form and with those insights some discomfort about the true intentions of uh, what is happening Mm -hmm. and the true intentions are lovely Mm -hmm. guys and uh, the true intentions being to uh, Put the feminine in its place. Ah. Yeah, and by the way, they took my hand and I felt as though my hand was squashing something. Okay. So that's happening. So, and, and or it's there, that's an intention. Is yeah. it truly happening though? It, it might, it. It might. No, I don't think it is. Yeah, and that's. I think. I think that whatever, even with the introduction of the internet and um, so social media, where they thought that this was their tool for them to have power over us, every time they 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 think that these silly humans are so um, pardon me, stupid, um, they learn that they're wrong. And that they have misjudged us and that we are powerful and we are connected and we are rooted in love and that, you know, we are, you cannot squash us and all the different things that they thought they could use to do so are backfiring on them. (laughs) Yeah, which is, it's really interesting to observe that and recall the one channeled message that came through regarding uh, the, the, the racial injustice uh, mm. that I actually shared on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I just have to draw it back in because it came in and I was like, oh yeah, that was so perfect. Um, just give me a second here to draw that back in because wow, there's a lot of energy around this whole thing. Um, <laughs> it's totally gone from my head. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god that's so funny um um uh, yeah it's just it's it's gone it felt so important because it, it'll, it, come. It, it'll come i know it'll come back and um, yeah bring it up but it's not that, you know, everything that's going on in the world, and I keep saying everything that's going on, and people have pointed that out to me, but I feel like it's because I'm not, I don't want to draw attention to what I don't want to give energy, number one. And okay. number two, it's like there are certain hot words that I don't want to say, so I don't. Right. But um, it's not that all of this stuff isn't real. Racism is real. This virus is real. Having the right to choose whether you keep your baby or not is real. Um, you know, ha having rights is real. Yeah. Uh, these are all real things, but I feel like what's happening is that they're, they're accessing our, our humanity and our emotion and our pain, you know, well, you're a, a healer, you get it. They're, they're pushing all of our pain points. Um, yes. To, to, to empower them through our anger, rage, fear, sadness, depression, even some people, they're committing suicide over all of this. And, and it's just horrible. Agreed. And, you know, it, it was that part of the plan? No. And, and it's, it's one of those things, I, I just heard casualty of war. Yes, exactly. So the, the thing is, they're a casualty of spiritual war. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's the thing. And and I did remember um, what it was that came up about the fact that the, the change that needs to happen in our world is going to come not from our governments, not from any corporation, not from any right. wigs. It's going to come from people like you and me. Yes. It's going to come from people who are listening to this podcast, who see a need for change mm -hmm. and take action toward that, whatever that action may look like. Oh, I like that you said that. Yeah, because I was just about to ask you, and how does one do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. What I want to ask you, too, is, so I, a lot of people look to me like this, you know, source, right? And so they come to me and say, Christine, how can God be real if all of this is happening? How could he do this to us? How could he punish us so much? What have we done, all of this? And, and so... I don't choose to look at this like this is a curse or a punishment, but um, other people would do that. And and in fact, through all of this, which is exactly what which is what they want, they become unplugged or choose to unplug themselves from the light because they feel like they've been betrayed. Yeah, and what we notice is for those who are making God the scapegoat for what is happening, mm -hmm. they perhaps need to do some inner reflection. Mm -hmm. And uh, we say this with all love, and yet we also say this as though mm, they are choosing to see through the eyes of their ego instead of the eyes of their heart. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, yep. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, um, taking a look at yourself in the mirror. And this it's not even about this pandemic. It's about life in general. If you're yes. noticing a pattern, you're noticing something keeps happening to you, there's something just not right. Um, maybe instead of pointing the finger at everyone else, we need to turn around and look at ourselves sometimes and say, well, is this a mirror? 
why yes. is this helping me over and over? Is there something I need to do? Do I need to make an adjustment so that the outer can change around me? Yes. And, and that's, I, I so agree with you, Christine. And yet, you know, you look at us as humans and let's mm-hmm. be honest, most yeah. of the time, it's the last thing we want to hear. <laughs> what we want to hear is it's their fault and they yeah. need to fix it. And, yeah. you know, because otherwise what it means is we have to get uncomfortable, first of all, with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and again, really kind of do a shakedown of our own beliefs around things, the, the way we were quote unquote, carefully taught. And I'm bringing this. So I'm like, of course, it's coming up again. It came up as well in the conversation with Jennifer. And I would actually encourage anybody listening um, to refer to the song called Carefully Taught from the movie South Pacific, which is a Rodgers and Hammerstein movie. Uh, It is a song that caused a lot of controversy. Oh, I'm going to go listen to that after. And and the thing is, it's a it, it, even though it's about a specific topic, mm-hmm. it has beautiful ripples into truly all of our ways of being, of doing as humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, based on the way we we're taught, whether it's by teachers, by ministers, by parents, mm-hmm. whomever. Mm-hmm. And to really take a look at what do we really believe? Are those beliefs actually our own? I mean, they were yes. taught to us, they're part of us, but are they really, do we, are they really our own? Yes. It's like you said before, is that in our innate wisdom? Ask yourself the question. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love what you just said. Yes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just so important, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been saying to people, you know, you don't think about it because we're, we're put on this planet, we're born, first of all, we come from our parents who were born from their parents and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And especially in this age, you know, the, the younger generation, they're born, they are vaccinated immediately, and before they can even know who they are, a screen is being put in front of them with all sorts of information um, yeah. that is not innate, and, yes. and, and, and it's from a very, very young age, and even because I said generations before that of your mother doing the same thing and your grandmother doing the same thing, mm-hmm. it's, it's so deeply ingrained in us and and i uh i'm aware of it yes i mean you you know you stop and think about humans again and and innately uh, we like to be able to categorize things we like to have things in order we like to know what we're quote-unquote supposed to do how we're supposed to be who we're supposed to be who we're supposed to like who we're supposed to not like, you know, it's like, it, it kind of makes it easy on us in a sense, but it's, yeah. I'm, I'm actually being shown two white cards and okay. on one card is an M mm-hmm. as in male. And on the other card is an F as in female. Mm-hmm. And they're putting them both in front of a newborn baby 
Now, I cannot see the baby's biological gender, and I know they are intentionally doing that. Yes. This is where it all begins. You tell your children from the moment they are born who they are supposed to be. Yes. Wow. Who boy. Oh, and even as you're saying that, for some reason, I was shown imagery of even before that, of when you get to choose, you know, before you even come into this planet, into this being, what am I going to pick? This card or this card? Who knows? The cards are just white cards and we can't tell. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, we do. We, we agree. Yeah, we agree to that experience. We agree to, we, we contract, we have our soul contracts to, to yeah. fulfill a very specific role Absolutely. within each lifetime. Yes. And so I've also been asked many questions about this too, and, and I think you've covered it in other podcasts I've heard of yours, but um, people say, why on earth would you want to come here now and live through this and on top of that, with all of going back into the very kind of very dark underlying veins of what's going on, why on earth would a child want to come into the world to experience being tortured or abused for this purpose? Why would they pick that? And yeah, it's like you're talking about um, kind of the soul's path and purpose and what it is that they want to be here for. Mm -hmm. regardless of um, what the kind of human mind is aware of. Yes. And we would say, using your example, Christine, mm. that the purpose is to break the cycle. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. I love that you just said that. That really hits home. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, I just heard generational. And the thing yes. is, it's really interesting to suppose at this time that we're in, this hot spot, because heaven knows it is a hot spot, um, mm. that we, you know, we very consciously chose to come in at this time mm -hmm. to break not only our own uh, personal cycles that may be generational or may be attached to pasts or, or other lives, um, but also to do it for the collective. And that's the yeah. bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this darkness knew that this was part of the light side's plan that is also simultaneously happening? Now I'm actually being told no, which makes things really interesting. Yeah. I don't think they counted on that. They, I think they thought, oh, these idiots were just going to run them into the ground and suck them dry and done deal. But what they're not realizing is everyone's starting to wake up. They're starting to plug in because of what they're going through. Yeah. The pressure is turning into diamonds. Isn't that, I love that. That's, that's the perfect metaphor for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> Love it. Whew. So what is it that, so you, I, I interrupted you before, sorry, but um, what is it that you were going to say about what, what is it that we should do? And it's each, it's, it's each his own for each person, but what is it that, that people can do? 
Yeah, and the what what we would say to each of you who are called to listen to this is to permit yourself to look at yourself with all kindness and compassion and identify those areas where you have chosen another's story as opposed to your own story. Mm-hmm. And as you are doing this, permit yourself to edit the other's stories so that they are more fitting of your own story. Oh. Oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that my mind. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm taking that in. Yeah. <laughs> taking that in. Walk a mile in someone's shoes, right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. You know, let's talk about that. Yeah. So, I, I've told you my history um, of what I've been through, and I know you have had your own history as well, which mm-hmm. you're to share or not share, whatever you like. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about that because one might say, how on earth can my abuser, how can I put myself in the shoes of that person? What's the connection? What's the mirror? Yeah. Understand walking a mile in their shoe. And some people might say, just like with the um, introduction of, you know, pedophilia is not a crime, what they're saying now. And it's like, okay, I'm a healer. So are you. We're intuitive. We can understand that there is pain and there's damage and that maybe that person has gone through something really horrible and they haven't been able to cope. and, And there's been a disconnection from the light and they've gone down the wrong path. They chose wrong. And they can't have the, they don't have the strength to go back and fix it. Do we take, what do we do? How can you, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm not there as a human being to put myself in the place of, um, I can understand it. I can let it go. But can I say, as God told me in a channel one day, he said, let me do the forgiving and you do the letting go. Because most humans are not capable of um, forgiving because what he said was that his definition of forgiveness is to say, I know what you did and that's okay. For me, I cannot say that yet as a human being, I'm not there, but I can say, I know what you did. I understand and I'm ready to let that go now. I think that. Yes, Um, as you were speaking, Okay, I'm going to channel again. And what we see here is it is a matter of choosing to neutralize that which has held power over you. Yeah. And so if you consider, is it that you need to forgive this person? Ultimately, and that will happen when you are in the soul form. Yes, ma'am. And yet, as you are in the human form... How can you permit yourself to reach a point in your processing of the damage done to you by a specific person that you can say, yes, this happened. 
yes, you were the perpetrator, mm-hmm. and yet I choose to regain my power from you. Rise, Phoenix sister. <laughs> yes, and the thing is, when I as I do that, and I feel that energy, you know, uh, symbol. It's, well, it's maybe actually coming back into me. Yes. What's really interesting is that that um, that very uh, sort of chaotic, but also just very soul sucking energy of that event and that person it's like all of a sudden um i mean i can still see the structure but mm-hmm. but there's but it's completely vacant mm. there's nothing left there mm-hmm. and the thing is i think that's the difference between understanding what is our work to do and understanding yeah. what is the other person's work to do. Yes, yes, yes. I'm clapping. Thank you. Brilliant. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah, so I'll speak a little bit to that because um, I, I had three events as a, ch- as a child where mm-hmm. I was sexually molested. And the, the third one was the worst, even though I was the oldest at that point. I was 13 or 14 years old. 14, I believe, when that happened. Yes. It was a... Um, uncle mm-hmm. and and the thing is it wasn't just um what he did it was mm-hmm. the aftermath of it it was how it was addressed by yeah. by those who were in the position of being the protector the protector yes 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 Mm-hmm. And um, what was done was all around keeping the peace. Yes. And so it put me in a position of of being <laughs> of sort of being the police for um my other female relatives around my age, my sister, my cousins. Yes. Because it was really interesting when I chose that role, mm-hmm. um, I, I real, I, I mean, I really, for some reason I felt, I felt protected when I chose that role. Right. And it, it, um, I don't know. It's, I think whatever, was emanating from me and mm-hmm. you know between the ages of 14 and 15 at that point when I got to a point where I could get I could be in that space yeah. um that person never came near me Ooh. so do you believe that in your being that protector for your sister and your cousins Mm-hmm. You regained that power in yourself. Um, only to a degree. I think it, it because it, it. I mean, I had to go to. I went through therapy, and I've done a lot of work around oh, yes. that whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. but it, 
but it, at that in that time period before, because I, I didn't I didn't go to therapy honestly and for that right. until I was going to therapy for something else in my thirties, and okay. so um, so yeah, it, I think it was just more. I don't know. I, I, I maybe it was support that I didn't realize I was receiving at the spiritual level and I'm actually getting a nod on that yeah Um, but whatever it was it bolstered my sovereignty enough that I decided not on my watch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow yeah Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing that with me, um, sister. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So how do you feel with all of this? I mean, so going back to what I was saying, you know, what do we do when, when, because it's coming, Ellen, I know it's coming. Mm -hmm. They're not going to make articles saying that pedophilia is a choice. Sorry. Pedophilia is not a crime, sorry. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come up with articles after that saying that this is they're a, a pedophile, we should should not be shamed or hated or ill will against them just for their sexual preference of children. Raping is bad, obviously, but um, being sexually attracted to children is just the way they are and they can't help it and we should understand that and respect it and um, love them. What do you think about that? I mean, how do you even put yourself in the shoes of understanding that? And what's going to happen when in this world of cancel culture and shaming, if you don't agree with that, and they say, well, now this makes you a bad person, Ellen, because you don't agree that we should love and respect and not hate and whatever and that pedophilia is not a crime and it's totally fine and you know when you think about all of that yeah and there is a broader agenda here mm-hmm. that is why this is becoming more uh, populated you might say right and the broader agenda being that it will impact in a less than desirable way Mm. uh, on those who would identify themselves uh, with the LGBTQ plus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this would permit that there could be new laws, that there could be restrictions, that there could be revisions, that there could be rescinding of rights. And uh, what we notice here is that this is in some ways a propaganda campaign. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm Uh-huh. What we would say, too, is that uh, it would be detrimental to those who are exhibiting what you humans 
perhaps do not wish to understand, and that is the evolution of the human race, leading to a very much a non-binary way of being. Aha. Aha. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just taking that in right now. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Although I will say I'm not surprised with this because um, it's one of those things where I'm I'm like, you know, okay, which soapbox am I supposed to stand on today? Because sometimes I'm brought stuff through Mm -hmm. guidance that I'm like, okay, that's really interesting. And I think that's really pretty cool. I mean, is this something that I'm supposed to speak to? And, and, you know, the answer is no, like for the, the non-binary thing. Um, it's more like an, it's, it's, they're calling it a preview of coming attractions, so to speak, you know what I mean? But it's also making a point. It's really making a point uh, because it it isn't just uh, around, gender it's also around um i think at the human level we might see it impacting other things like political parties and other divisive things of that nature Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and again and again would that be for the greater good for the highest and best Yes. And yet, uh, would that be good for those who profit from those divisive things? Uh, No, absolutely not. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Wow, wow. I I like was going to go, I had this whole like list of points I was talking about. And I feel like, like, how do I even go back to those points now? You, but you you can I know. Well, the thing is, you know, we know what's 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 meant to come up will come up, and I guess that was meant to come up. But yeah, so you just ah, we take a breath and then you go back to your points. Yeah, thank you. So okay, going back to my points. <laughs> wow. Um. So I mean, here we, you and I have, we are both survivors. Mm-hmm. We're both. Survivor sisters, phoenixes, goddesses who have um, come through being molested and abused as children. Mm-hmm. And we know firsthand that any of those articles where they're trying to put out into the public right now saying that children, um, there is no proof that children are um, affected in any way by being abused or sexually abused or molested. Um, that's not true because you and I are both those people and boy, have we done our therapy. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, so in the, in the case of them trying to bring through this, um, I'm going to call it agenda, mm-hmm. uh, pedophiles being respected and um, being brought into mainstream society and who even knows if they're going to add it to the, to the LGBTQ plus P. I don't even know. But mm-hmm. if they did such a thing, if they did such a thing, what does that even mean for for children? What does this mean for for even those of us who are grown ups now and and are having to watch this happen and and feeling triggered about? What you're yeah, saying? yeah. I mean, from a personal level, it feels like a slap in the face, and and uh-huh. and, at, and at the same time, it also. It, it feels like such a cover-up of something, such a cover-up, 
really well, it's the strangest thing those, but <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's it, yeah i mean it's it's crazy it just even yeah. consider that it that that could possibly come to pass and when i and and so it you know before i get into the part about what happens with children i'm actually i'm asking is this something that will is this something that based on what's happening now will come to pass and the answer is no so i'm going to take right. that to heart and 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 raise that up and <laughs> really uplift that yes. energy um yes. as far as as the the children part you know the the part I, again as you were speaking i'm seeing these children and they all look completely quote unquote normal i don't see th- they're you know uh, outwardly yeah. there are no signs of harm exactly and yet inwardly they're like empty shells yeah that's what happened to me i had a it was called death wish that's what i had on me in me on me all around i was dead inside because my light was taken away my spirit died that day yes and and consider that you use the word extinguish and i think that i think that's hitting the nail on the head yeah because it's an extinguishing of light Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the children who are being born now, Christine, are mm-hmm. are in a position where they don't have to go through the spiritual am- amnesia that we did. Yeah, wow. They are being born into a world where there are so many light workers, there are so many people who are awake. Yes. That, that they can actually be raised awake. Yes, 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 yes. And that is yes. the intent. These are, you know, these are the indigo children have become the crystal children. Uh, yes, yes. And, uh, and as I'm getting goosebumps here because, you know, the thought that, that someone would attempt to extinguish that rising light because they do represent that in such a mm-hmm. such a strong way yes is yeah not no absolutely not nope Woo. well i am super super happy to hear your guide say that because i don't even know what kind of world it would be if that became a reality where we raise these people up as um, I don't know what are the, the new false gods. I don't really know, but all I know is that um, you know on, on, on Netflix they're coming out with a, a special called "I Pedophile" and oh, what is going to happen? I am really interested to see. I, I maybe I'll watch it. I don't know, but um, I'm interested to see what happens to the whole population when they watch this. Are they going to be like like what your guides are saying? Oh my gosh, no freaking way i do not want to support this get it off tv like this is nonsense no 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 or are they going to be like oh my gosh that poor person they're 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 so damaged i feel so bad for them yes we need to um to love them and they do need love and they do need help and they do need healing and absolutely Mm -hmm. but but there's a whole other like you said there's a whole other let's say agenda that's going on to raise that up 
Mm-hmm. It's not about it's not about the light work that needs to be done for these people. Yeah, and what we see here is that it represents another way to attempt to dim the light. And exactly, and we feel that in many ways uh, it is too little and uh, too late. Oh, thank you. Oh, that makes me feel better. <laughs> my, 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 my heart just like did this little flip. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, the more and more we're talking about this, I keep seeing that maybe we need to um, infuse our children with, uh, with selenite. What do you think? Uh, I would say yes. If I had a child at this point in time, I would be, first of all, I would put a a chunk of black tourmaline under their bed and I would put selenite under their pillow. Mm -hmm. Because what what they're showing me um, is that it's like it's like they're made up of it. Yes, it's the uh, tourmaline would transmute any energy they had collected over the course of the day and would keep them safe over the night and the selenite would support them to connect and reconnect with their crown chakra and their soul star chakra and in in effect recharge their energy Mm -hmm. and speaking of this wonderful process um, do you think that adults should be doing the same Uh, Yes, this is something you might want to consider because we feel that the benefits would be similar. You may find rest is uh, more restful. You may also find that things are more clear as you are waking in the day. Love it. And, And should they carry these crystals with them as they go out into the world as well? Yes, and you know what? Oh my God, I'm getting such goosebumps here. I'm like, oh, somebody needs to make this, or maybe that already exists. I'm actually <laughs> seeing, I'm seeing a pendant. It's a yin yang symbol. <gasps> oh my gosh, when are you going to make that? That is brilliant. I'm, I, I, I mean, I don't have the wherewithal, but someone, I'm like, I'm gonna be. You betcha, I'm gonna be going on Etsy to see if somebody has created this. You know what? I was working with these um, guys, this jewelry. I was I was working on making an intentional jewelry, and um, I don't know if they'd be about it, but maybe that's something we need to have a discussion about. Well, I'm handing that to you then, because clearly someone needs to create it. <laughs> it that is genius. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So, okay, so... So, crystals, you, um, how can someone properly care for their crystals and make sure that they're nice and clean and that, you know, they're, they're not kind of going to bed with a dirty crystal under their pillow and they're not aware? Yeah, and so with the black tourmaline, these are mostly self-cleaning. Mm-hmm. However, you might find that on a full moon, it might be enjoyable for them to uh, have some of that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, actually, I'm just asking about sunlight. They're saying no, but the moonlight, for whatever reason, the energy from the moon would be, uh, um, yeah, it would be a good kind of 
reboot for the stone if it needs it. Um, as far as selenite goes, uh, let's see. What about the selenite? And with a the selenite, these actually appreciate the sun. And so it could be that you are choosing one day each week or one day each month, depending on your usage, yes. to put your stone out in the sun and permit it to uh, shine itself up. Mm-hmm. I love that. And what about just kind of washing them underwater? Um it's so funny because I I don't ever wash my stones. I do dust them. I, actually, I will I will wipe them down with a damp cloth. Mm. Um, I don't. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I I would actually suggest like actually looking up. Is it are like is selenite water safe? Because oh yes, yeah, you know true. what I mean. And the same thing with tourmaline because you know I'm looking. You know, we know how tourmaline, actually selenite too, they're both, they're both stones that have, they can flake, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. So I would definitely, I would definitely check, you know, like a geological site to see if that's mm-hmm. uh, wise or not. Mm-hmm. And what about um, even we, like putting them into like salt or something? Um. I'm getting a yes on the selenite and a no on the black tourmaline. And I think, again, because it's because of the natural yeah. property of the black tourmaline, it doesn't exactly. need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, selenite, white, white salt, or, yeah, white salt or pink salt. Yeah. Would mm-hmm. be okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could go on talking to you forever. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny because I'm being shown we scratched the surface, which is the way I felt with Jennifer, too, which is just yeah. so funny. But yeah. yeah, I'm so thankful that you found me and we connected and we're this is magical. And here you are now being a guest on my podcast. And um, I'm thankful that you are lending your healing and your light to the world to help wake people up and plug them back in with their higher self and that innate wisdom that you talked about. So thank you for being here on this planet in this time. And thank you for being on my show. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And, and, um, the the light in me recognizes greets and bows to the light in you, Christine, because, you know, we know each other we recognize yes. each other mm. and there's you know there was definitely a higher power involved in us connecting so mm. i'm so grateful for that and so grateful for the work you are doing the light that you are bringing to this world the topics that you are illuminating and how you are honoring women as survivors rather than victims thank you so so much i i i really want us and i call it full-on goddess mode like you know i just want us all to get there i know that we've been interrupted and that's why i called it that yes um yeah but we're on our way if we're not already there we're on our way and um, that's what i'm trying to do <laughs> love it 
So glad. Yeah. So glad. Thanks. So where can people find you if they're <laughs> interested in finding you? The best way to find me is at my digital home, which is ellenmgreg.com. And it's the most goals, hashtag goals <laughs> website ever. <laughs> All healers who want to do it properly, go to Ellen's website and oh. get look out because it is goals. Goals. Oh my gosh, you are so sweet. Uh, thank you so much. You, that's... <laughs> Truly, I admire what how you do things so much. Seriously. Well, wow. thank you, thank you. I, <laughs> I have thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> well, you have a wonderful day, and I know we'll talk soon. Uh, and the same to you, Christine. Sending you so much love and a big safe hug. And and I look forward to connecting again soon. <laughs> yes, it will be soon. Thank you. Okay, you take really good care. You too. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.